This video is sponsored by Silverstone, the leader in small form factor power supplies for over 10 years. The Extreme 850R Platinum is... Oh, oh man, I had the box. Oh no, it's, it's in my case. Crap. No, the box is over there. I can't go to it. Anyway, the ex I'll, I'll just start this over again. <laughs> I was just like, oh sweet, I've got it right here. Oh no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> This video is sponsored by Silverstone, the leader in small form factor power supplies for over 10 years. The Extreme 850R Platinum is the world's first commercially available SFX 12V 4.0 power supply. This specification is the SFX equivalent to the latest ATX 3.0 spec and includes PCIe Gen 5 uh, 12 volt high power connector and all the great performance upgrades over previous gen power supplies pick up the extreme 850r platinum today and give your small form factor pc the power supply it deserves in this episode of the full nerd 7900 xtx replacement problems rtx 4000 laptop gpu naming and ryzen 7000 non-x chips Welcome to episode 243 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with Coast Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. Eleni. There's a cat here. <laughs> and Adam Patrick-Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh, we're back. We survived CES. Well, some of us. Uh, right, Gordon? How are how you, how you feeling? Barely. How are you feeling? You know, it's funny when you're there, you're able to just spring up at 6 a.m. in the morning, despite going to sleep at 2, but then... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And when you get back, it all kind of like hits you. So like I woke up like I could barely get up today at nine o'clock. So yeah, it, it comes crashing down. I yeah, for me, it was usually like uh, two to two to seven was kind of my sleep schedule for the most part. And and for the most part, it was just like, all right, here goes my alarm. Just just get up. You don't think about it. Just go. And for some reason on Friday, because we got there on Tuesday, and for some reason on Friday, I actually woke up a little bit before my alarm. And that day, for some reason, just that day, I felt super refreshed. And I was just like, this is weird. I'm, we're four days into it. I shouldn't be feeling refreshed. And then sure enough, on Saturday, I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm back to having a <laughs> just being like, oh, boy. And then, yeah, so so like we got back Sunday and then my body just like shut down and was just like I'm done I'm done but yeah we had fun saw a lot of a lot of cool people we we have a, a bunch of interviews uh going up with other YouTubers uh mostly people well no I think all of them are people we haven't actually had on the channel before like well Brian Stroh from BPS Customs he's been on the full nerd but we've never done a pre-recorded video uh a personal favorite of mine uh Aussie Talks Hardware uh I'm very excited to uh to feature him on the channel I love his channel uh and um uh, so calming i have to say like so calming like wow i, I it's like wow just like it makes you like oh feel you know like a cat or something like that you're just kind of like just a relaxing voice yeah he, he fits he fits right in he's he's just one of those guys that uh i just i love listening to he doesn't do asmr stuff but his stuff kind of is just asmr he's just like hey i'm just here to build some pcs or talk about some cool stuff and uh if if you don't if you don't know him you should definitely go check out his channel i i i, I love what he does and he's like us he doesn't really uh ride the raid outrage pony the way that other channels do so i like yeah. that uh and then uh somebody that that i had met for the first time but i, th I think gordon uh you had already met him before the um Brayathorn. i i 
Uh, I think so. Yeah. Had you met him before? Yeah. Yeah. So we got an interview with him and then the other guy was uh, graphically challenged. I, I forget everybody's actual names. But <laughs> I know. I know him by their handles. Uh, yeah. I yeah, guess Aussie makes sense because Aussie has his in his name. But it's funny when I meet folks on in real life. Whenever I meet folks, it happens every now and again, and we know each other from Twitter. So it's like, oh, hey, you're Ghost Motley or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, it's the handles. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's fun. Anyway, yeah. So we we still have some CES stuff coming out. Um, thanks for everybody for for watching and commenting and we did the live stream from msi's booth and that was a whole barrel of laughs uh for many reasons and anyway we're we're, we're back but the the news the news has not stopped they have not waited for us to come back gordon uh we we kind of talked a little bit about 7900 xtx last week but right. the story continues to develop so gordon why don't you tell us what's going on over there well, so I'll catch people up. Basically, there were a batch. There were some 7900 XTX cards owners were reporting were having this high hot, hot spots, having issues. And then also, uh, was it Roman? Uh, basically found out yeah. that like some their of power. the their power, the cards that he was able to get from uh, viewers, if you, if you flip them, if you flip them vertical, they were fine. And then you flip them horizontal they had the issue you surmise that basically it was a you know the vapor chamber didn't have enough liquid in it and we did an interview with scott herkelman basically saying yeah that it looks like you know it it is a a batch of bad coolers on these cards uh which is good because the internet in the in the time before there was any you know a real kind of a comment from AMD initially. A lot of people said, oh my God, it's every single one of them because you can always go from one or five bad examples immediately to the entire lineup. That's that's those the internet's answer. It turns out it looks like it's mostly confined to a, a batch of them. Uh, they they haven't said, they have taken some um, uh, flack for, well, what are the batches? Should you be contacting it? I, I'm not even really up to speed on that. But the thing that is kind of the problem now is like, okay, these cards have a problem. We'll get your replacement, and it looks like they don't have any <laughs> replacements to send people. Uh, I'm looking at a story from Guru of 3D, and I believe also Igor of Igor's lab has talked about it as well. But it basically, headline is AMD says it is out of stock to replace faulty Radeon RX 7900 XTX cards. Quote: We understand this. Is a little, apparently, a, a correspondence uh, AMD sent to some of its uh, customers. We understand that you want to trade in your. RX 7900 XTX, it is important that you know that currently we cannot change your graphics card since we do not have stock available in our warehouses. We can start the process as soon as the stock is renewed, but we currently don't have an estimated restock date. The good news, though, is if you prefer a refund, we can start the process right away and send you the label to send us the graphics card. If you wish to wait for an RMA, please provide the following information. Max temperature and current temp, how long it takes to reach the temperature, what application. Yeah, we actually do have somebody in the chat, uh, Kiyo Meta, JW Kiyo Meta, that says they eventually elected to return the card rather than do the RMA mess. So. Right. Yeah, and there's there's actually reasons to do that, honestly, sometimes. I had a product that there was a general recall, and again, this is far, far short of recall. This is basically, if your card is bad, contact us. This is not a proactive going out. There was a recall issued where the company said, you know, we'll send you, you can just send it back for, uh, send it back for full refund, which was really cool of this company. I didn't go for the refund. 
And then I did regret that later on. So I, everybody does need to weigh that. I, I thought, oh, I'm going to support the company. And then I did regret that later on. So everybody mm -hmm. has to make that decision. Oh, good question from Tycho. Does this only apply to the XTX or is the XT affected as well? It looks XTX like only. XTX only, right? Is that what the... XTX only and only the reference model. Uh, custom models from the likes of like XFX, Sapphire aren't affected. They have totally different cooling designs. Uh, one thing I am seeing confusion about, like on the AMD subreddit and on Twitter and other things like that, is what exactly is a reference card? Because unlike NVIDIA, AMD lets Sapphire, MSI, Asus, XFX sell their reference cards with their name on it. This, this is a Sapphire right here. Yeah. Yep. And if it looks like that, that's a reference card. Uh, so if you're noticing weird slow performance on yours and it's at 110 degrees, then yours is one of the affected models. The good news is, even though this clearly sucks, from what I'm seeing on the internet, it does definitely seem to be very much a minority of folks who are affected by this. And that seems to confirm what Herkelman says about being a very small percentage, but it definitely seems to be a big enough percentage that this really sucks. Yeah, no, it's always a bummer to have, you know, a new product have some problems, but, you know, no products are 100% perfect. There's always some bad units, but it does look like a bad batch. And, you know, vapor chambers are really, you know, it's funny because if you've ever cut open heat pipes, you're like, hey, where's the liquid? Because that's how much <laughs> liquid there is in there. <laughs> so obviously it sounds like... Yeah, we made, Somebody, we, made, we made the joke, but we should very be very clear. Do not cut open your heat pipe to see if you're affected or yeah. not. No, I'm, is... I'm fully waiting for the, the YouTube headline. Like, cut open your, your, your vapor chamber and you'll find out that it was a scam. There's no liquid in there. You can see someone doing that. And, of course, people would do it. And, of course, there'd be no liquid. But you don't want to do that because there is so very little liquid in, in, in heat pipes and vapor chambers that you would often not see it. So... You could easily be, be fooled by that scam. So I guess enough variance is is probably the, the heart of this issue. And mostly it looks like it did hit a lot of German reviewers. I think they got the cards. Again, Roman, he's he's out of, where is, where is he out of? Germany, right? Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So it was him. Of, it was Hardware Lux. It was Igor driving this conversation. So the German tech media represent. Right. I think it's Andreas Schilling of yeah. Hardware Lux, right? He was the first one yeah. to like, hey, what's up here? So. Well, uh, if, if the YouTube comments are to be, to be believed, Gordon, uh, they took way too long to issue a notice. Uh, they, they, sh they, and they, they should have, they should have immediately re you know, reached out to the people who were affected and sent them a new card, uh, blindly. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. And then also, I, I think people really do have to realize that people are not auto, they're not robots. People have to go home. They they have to they have to see their families, and this did happen all during the time of year then when most of tech companies send everybody home to get that break. Not so, just yeah. that, but it's a weird issue. It's like a super weird issue that you notice in some testing scenarios and not others. It looks like the way they test it, they test them all vertical, like in test benches, and that doesn't present itself like it does here. Right. Uh, Igor and Igor's lab's been doing a great job following up with industry sources from inside the manufacturing chain. Uh, and he did one the other day talking about why AMD probably can't actually know exactly which cards are affected, so they have to do this. Uh, and I used to work in manufacturing before as a writer, and I can it all makes total sense to me what he's saying. Basically, it's like a subcontractor, subcontractor, subcontractor made these vapor chambers, 
you get them in, you know, you have them, you start putting them on boards. Like once you get them in, they're validated, they're QA. These are okay. These are good. These are good vapor chambers. We can use these boards. You put them on a shelf and then you start putting them on the different boards. Once they're in and in stock and in inventory, you don't know which vapor chamber is going into which board at that point. So it's probably a mess behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, and, and it makes and, you wonder. Well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the other thing, too, is that there's probably some people who were actually affected by this, but they don't even notice or they don't even care. They bought the card and they're they're playing and the fact that it's hitting whatever temperature or being, you know, performance is throttled. Maybe they're just enjoying their games and not, you know, <laughs> caring too much about about what's Still going probably on. Probably the fastest uh, graphics card they ever had. Possibly the <laughs> loudest as well. It had 110 degrees. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean... The, Hopefully, uh, you know, some people are a little more clued in, but I'm sure there are people out there who are like, oh, I have no idea this is going on. Uh, so, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I guess AMD's just like, okay, well, keep keep doing what you're doing over there then. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I think that, that does bug somebody because they, they want to see, because, you know, most companies don't want to have to issue recalls. This, to me, doesn't seem like it's a re recall, like where it has to rise to the level of, um, you know, government oversight recall. I. I, you know, I, I do understand why people go like they should get all the bad cards back. But I think the problem is they just simply, again, as Brad said, they don't know. Like it's they 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 probably track a certain le level of resolution on the cards so they can see which badges so they can track if anything is wrong. But they may not track the vapor. You know, it's just it maybe losses like it, it's not quite like an airframe where you track every single screw down to each batch because it's not kind of quite as critical i imagine I, I do think there's a little room though for maybe a little more middle ground here which is at least coming out and saying like hey this is a known issue uh if you happen to find it in x number of years down the road we'll extend or the warranty doesn't apply and we'll take care of you i think that'll go a long way towards you know making people feel really comfortable about this yeah. um i i I'm going to be part of what it, what do the co internet commenters say part of the establishment media here and say mm, uh, and give too much media. of the benefit I know just too much of the benefit of the doubt but I would say just reasonably speaking we're all coming back from CES y'all know that we're coming back from CES I think response times are a little slow I'm personally going to give them a little bit of the you know leeway and say like okay like maybe they just need another week to get their messaging in order. But if they don't come out and say this at some point, I would be disappointed personally, because I, I think that's when you, I mean, when you spend that much money on a card, you want to feel taken care of. And I think I think there's still room for them to do that. I think we just have to see how that plays out when, once things kind of settle a little bit more. Yeah, I, I do think the timing really kind of hurt them, too, right? Because it, yeah. it caught them flat footed. But, you know, for most companies, they want to investigate first because they would love to establish that. Oh, no, it's you just have like. To. You have to investigate, but you just want to like you really do hope. Okay, this is not this is not us, or maybe it's only a few. But you have to give them time to do that. And happening during between the Christmas and New Year's break is probably the worst time of year for anything to happen. And but they did fact, say they they worked. You know, some people did work through the break. Yeah, uh, it, which is a bummer. It out, so it's a real bummer from. And I think the other thing that that kind of sucks too about the the replacement card problem is look. The Lunar New Year is coming up, January 22nd or something. Basically, Asia shuts down. And your odds of getting more graphics cards out of anybody in a timely manner to fulfill these cards that are bad or potentially bad is going to suck. So <laughs> uh, I would hope that 
I don't know what you do to make it up to people, but it's going to be, it's, it may be a month, month and a half before people can get replacement cards, right? It depends. It depends on what's already coming over on boats, planes, yeah. and whatnot, all that jazz. I actually think AMD, like I've seen a lot of people dumping on AMD about this, but I think they were actually remarkably fast in their response, considering the timelines involved right before the holiday. They certainly, I'm sure, did not want to be issuing statements like this the morning of their CES keynote. Right. I thought it was really cool of Scott Herkelman to get in front of a camera and say, hey, this is happening. We'll get your replacement part. We'll get you your refund. Right. Uh just, again, I used to work in manufacturing, and from what I'm seeing from all this, it just seems like a lot of really bad luck and bad timing all happening at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, and, and, and I'll say just a little behind-the-scenes peek. Gordon and I were at the AMD booth for a, a different meeting, and Scott was like, oh, hey, I would love to get this this information out. Or, you know, do you guys have time to, to do a video? So, you know, like, he, he was he was very excited to, to kind of... It's it's not like we showed up and we're like, hey, can you comment on this thing? Like he came to us, like, hey, I, right. I want to get this information out uh, to to let people know what's going on. So, you know, yeah. and honestly, the information other than the you know obviously the benchmarking stuff, but the actual card issue itself, I think it's very valuable to have a company come on camera and say it. Um, obviously, the statement it didn't vary that much from the statement that was out there, obviously, but I think it's good to see a face put to it because. It, as a customer, it would make me feel better saying, hey, we're going to take care of you, right? And that's ultimately the only thing you really care about because, uh, you know, looking at the 12-volt high-power things that NVIDIA was, you know, bound around NVIDIA's neck for a long time, they never really kind of came out and talked to anybody, you know, publicly, right? There's no public face. Of it. it was just sort of statements issued. I think it probably would have helped them a lot earlier if they just said, hey, uh, we're investigating this, we're going to take care of it. And I think it does help to get you know, to humanize it because, you know, people who buy a thousand dollar video card, they want to see that, you know, they're not going to get dumped overboard. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think uh, it's also worth pointing out that both NVIDIA and AMD didn't comment on this stuff. One, because they probably can't legally, they're looking into it. Right. But two, they didn't publicly comment on this stuff until journalists and YouTubers figured out the issue and publicized it. So hug your friendly local neighborhood tech journalists. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's important too is not to immediately jump to conclusions when you yeah. see something too, because that's that ultimately is kind of been the problem for the last year where people immediately just wanted to rage about everything instead mm -hmm. of just like, hey, let's let's just take a deep breath figure out what's going on in fact that's another thing that's happening right now right in, yeah well we real quick I, I do want to point out in the video and it didn't get a lot of comments but i'm sure people saw it uh the the pepperidge here in the chat the friend of the show said the best scott said was not in relation to that said um we won't do presentations like the 7900 xtx again the the up to 1.7 times thing that everyone got so angry about so yeah you know he wanted to address that as well so you know i, I think they they heard they heard the feedback uh and it's it's good that they're out addressing it being like hey you know what yeah let's let, let's adapt yeah. and do better so right Right. Uh, but yes, uh, we, we actually have a $5 super chat from a friend of the show, Stephen Hart. Thank you so much. Said driver updates are allegedly allegedly killing RX 6000 GPU cores. Uh, if true, this is a bad month for, for AMD GPUs. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, really, it just feels like 
It's like basically California with rain right now. It just <laughs> nothing but bad <laughs> news. Doesn't stop. <laughs> so essentially, Flash flood warning. In the last 24 hours, there was a report out of Germany from um, there's a yeah, YouTube again. channel. And, yeah, I know. What is it with the Germans? Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like so. Chris FX dash Germany. It's a YouTube channel. Uh, it's a re re repair shop. Uh, was found in the last I think about three weeks out of 61 bad. Radeon 6000 series cards. About 41 of them looks like the dies are cracked, possibly from overheating. Some of the speculation, like his uh, his video says, are AMD cards dying after a driver update? Question mark. And that's kind of his wondering. He's wondering what's going on. And honestly, when you're looking at uh, 41 cards out of, of 61, that's a pretty good trend. I will say this uh, person is just, you know, not some yokel. It's not Gordon with the $5 Alibaba, you know, <laughs> magnifier and soldering gun. He's a real professional and knows what he's doing. Uh, apparently been in the business for a while. I actually emailed him uh, last night saying, hey, what's going on? If you have any more information, wondering to know. Because I, I think that kind of got me was like, if, again, you know, he's, he's saying 41 out of 61 cards. That is a lot, right? In three weeks, clear pattern, something bubbling up. Um but I was kind of like, wow, what kind of a repair shop gets like 61 Radeon cards in three weeks? So, and that's been a question. And uh, he did say, he responds in an email, you know, quote, we are mainly involved in graphics card repair. For the last year, we have 2,000 plus AMD and NVIDIA cards. They're basically serviced. Uh, what we have noticed in the last three weeks is strange. This is exactly why we made this video to gather more information. Hmm. Um, yeah. That's that's good info, I will say. And that guy has been around for a while. It's not just a fly-by-night thing. Uh, he, if you go look at his YouTube channel, he actually has some super cool videos. Uh, <laughs> that being said, all of this is coming from a single repair shop in Germany, right? And it seems like the internet is very much, you know, concerned about this already. Uh, I would say slow down. Let's wait and see what's going on because yeah. this is all from uh, all this information is coming from a single source. Yeah, and you know, it, it just may be that, and if it's, it sounds like it's a really big repair shop for GPUs, so maybe mm -hmm. all of Germany's bad Radeon and GeForce cards go through this place, or a good portion of them, so that's why it might be concentrating, but he did say he's going to be doing more extensive testing to see if the drivers are affecting functionality, and he also told me that AMD contacted us, and we are we asked him to provide us with some new cards so we can run tests with them. So he's he's going to continue to look forward to look it, into it, and he's going to issue more information as as he gets it. And he said in the video what models specifically, or is 6, it eight hundred and sixty nine hundred? Oh, okay, so specific models, and they just so happen to co coincide, or were these people like sitting on their GPUs for a couple months before they got them in to replace? Like it's just it, it's all happening right now. It looks like it's kind of, and it also wasn't like, hey, I was running for. For Mark for five hours and it did this. It was like some people were browsing, some people were doing nothing, some people were gaming. It does seem like it's sporadic. And the reason why people sort of assume, because it seems like it's so suddenly widespread in three weeks, that's why they kind of think maybe it's a, a driver update. A lot of people are jumping to conclusion that is absolutely the reason why. Again, we don't know. It could have been that bad batch that all went to Germany for some reason. We don't know. Uh, I will say I reached out to AMD for comment and they haven't responded yet, obviously because it's like this literally happened, you know, 20 hours ago and they're probably still trying to figure out what's going on. You don't want to, you don't want to get out there and start talking and making statements until you know what's going on. So that is understandable. And, you know, we'll stay on them to, to get, to get uh, their, 
their their point of view and have a statement from them as well. But yeah, I'm with Brad. Just take a deep breath. Yeah, it kind of looks like this looks kind of kind of sucky. Um, but you know, don't freak out yet. We're not at the freak out mode. Just take it easy. Let it develop. You know, you, you can just, you can wait for more facts to come out. So that's, that's a lot of all the issues we should have been taught over the last year. If people could have just waited for, you know, more information, we wouldn't have had to get into the, yeah, the yelling and teeth gnashing. But Gordon, the pony, uh, the pony does not like to breathe. The pony likes to charge straight ahead. this, This is terrible timing. Like. Even if this turns out to be a nothing burger on the heels of the XTX issues, this is just terrible timing for AMD. And it really oh, yeah. stinks because the cards that are infect- affected, not infected, uh, maybe infected, who knows, uh, are uh, actually all really good, great graphics cards that we recommend people consider buying. So it's, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a super, $2 super chat from front of the show. John Doe KCK says... So does this mean that Intel is now the number two GPU manufacturer? <laughs> I don't think we're quite there yet. <laughs> Not quite yet. Uh, and also, I, I want to say, a uh, friend of the show, Eek44, gave us uh, 169 Danish Krone. Thank you so much. Said, Happy New Year, all new, all you nerds. Uh, Happy New Year. We're, we're here. We Happy did New it. Year. Even if you don't have one of these cards, uh, if you go check out Chris Fix. Chris Fix's, uh, let's see here, what was that? That was his Facebook page. He posted some really cool shots of the shattered stuck dies. Uh, and it's just really cool to see stuff like that. So <laughs> I'm a yeah. big tech support gore, r slash tech support gore follower. Uh, and that definitely applies in these. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that thermal pad looks like it's just kind of like crispy fried on some of those. those cards yeah. Too, so. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Well, we'll, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep watching the AMD stuff as it unfolds, but I think we should transition to our next topic, which is, well, first, Nvidia. actually, you know what, uh, I, I, Gordon, Gordon, I, uh-huh. I have my small four factor PC right, right here next to me. This yeah. is my, uh, my Dan for uh, no, Dan case, a four H two O. Can you uh, fit with, a full size power supply in there? <laughs> I, no, I cannot fit a full size power supply. Really? It's a SFX power supply. Uh, I've, I've actually been trying to find. Uh, I showed this to Gordon. Uh, this is a forty seventy Ti that I have in here that actually doesn't fit. It kind of overhangs just a little bit. If if it fits width wise, uh, but le- lengthwise, yeah. yeah so this is the front. You, know what? And, and you I, can, I can leave the panels off. That's a Gordon approved method. <laughs> that is a Gordon approved <laughs> method. So You're not gonna I see it on the floor anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, I've been really hoping to find uh, a, a 40 series card that that will fit in here. I actually think I, I've hunted down an MSI version that that is short enough uh, and, and it's still three slots. So yeah. Uh, anyway, I was putting in a brand new small form factor power supply. Uh, oh crap! Let me. Hmm. Uh, it is the uh, Silverstone uh, X, uh, 850R Extreme. Or no no extreme 850R platinum I'm sorry Jesus uh, and I will tell you one of the one of the biggest uh, upgrades I mean I actually haven't used yet. What's going on over there, Adam? I'm sorry. I, I actually haven't used it yet uh, because uh, yeah I'm just swapping out some parts um, so I'm not too worried about the the actual uh, power delivery part of it. But one one nice thing I'll tell you was being able to pull off because originally I had the uh, the 3080 Ti from EVGA in here as a collector's item. Now uh, this has three eight pin power cables. Switching over to the twelve volt high power in a small form factor case. <laughs> wow! Oh. 
that extra yeah. does make a, a huge yeah, difference. There is really advantage nice. to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I have been, uh, you know, uh, making sure that it, that it's it's plugged in and seated properly. But luckily, a lot of these, uh, or at least this forty seventy Ti, has like a like it's recessed, so it's not. I'm not having to put any weird tweaks on it. But I was just like, I was so happy to yank out the old uh three eight pin power supply connectors and and chuck in <laughs> just that one 12 volt high power uh very nice very nice but adam so. is is that up to the latest atx specs uh yes supply? actually and i didn't realize this until we got the sponsorship from silverstone that uh sfx 12 v 4.0 is the equivalent of atx 3.0 so I, I I had to double check with the Silverstone. I was like, wait, I I haven't heard of this before. Are you sure it's 4.0? Like, why do those numbers not line up? But it's 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 just a different spec for SFX power supplies. Um, but it, it essentially cool. has like the 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 previous gen improvements uh, and the 12 volt high power connector and and all that other kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that, but that 12 volt connector does make a whole lot of sense on small form factor power supplies, especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't, because uh, as long as you don't tweak it, right? You know, I, I don't want to be putting too much pressure on the the actual yeah. connection itself. But <laughs> in this case specifically, I, I have I have a ton of room, and I mean, I I made it work having the uh, the three eight pin cables before, but still, uh, it was yeah. not <laughs> it was not fantastic. Yeah. It's not even the header that's even the problem usually. I mean, sometimes it can be, but usually it's the literal number of cables. Yeah, you the have daisy to, chain stuff. Like you have to like find a way to yeah. route like all that stuff and then shove it in a place that is aesthetically semi-pleasing because these days you can see a lot of the a lot of it, you know? Yeah, I, I was like <sighs> plugging each end in and then taking mm -hmm. the 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 excess cabling and kind of folding it as you know, mm -hmm. in weird ways mm -hmm. and just kind of company come over and you have to put everything in your closet yes. and you're just like just get in there just so we can see this yeah a any anyway uh you can pick up your own uh awesome small form factor power supply this is actually the first commercially available sfx 12v 4.0 uh the extreme 850r platinum i actually looked it up on amazon uh right now oh you know what yesterday i i guess i should check right now uh i'm gonna do live live checking uh 850r platinum from silverstone the the price right now is uh 240 on amazon i actually reached out to silverstone i was like hey is that the msrp and he said the msrp is actually i believe he said 265 so amazon right. you're getting you're getting a little deal over there right now i don't know why uh but for some reason uh so if you want to save a little over 20 bucks and uh go pick yours up now because it, it is a great power supply. So Thanks, far, Amazon's algorithms. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway, speaking of algorithms, I don't know. A lot of people were really angry, Gordon, that a 4090 in a RTX laptop is not comparable to a 4090 in a desktop. So I thought yeah, we should that, talk about it. That was one of the complaints I think we got out of CES. Uh, of course, NVIDIA announced its new... 40 series for a 40 series laptop GPUs last Tuesday. They were everywhere. They basically bombed CES and almost every single gaming laptop had a 40 series in it that we saw. The most eyebrow raising one, of course, is the 4090 because they're actually getting 4090 into form factors laptops that I didn't expect to see it. And honestly, 4090 is a place they had not gone to before. Um, and a lot of people then 
got outraged because the 4090 is essentially a 4080 die with actually GDDR6 instead of GDDR6X. And a lot of people said, that's just not fair. That's not even true. It's kind of... And the, uh, I do want to point out, I actually sat down yesterday in pre preparation for this because um, the, they've had mobile, they've had laptop GPUs, they've had desktop GPUs for a long time. But I want to kind of see where this kind of all went astray and the reason why it, it wasn't as big a deal to me. Uh, going all, So I went all the way back to the 680 and 680M where they were, you know, it's the M. So when they used to use the M, there's been a push like, why don't we bring the M back in the naming? And I I can sort of see that because it's a, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier break. It denotes that there is a clear difference between the desktop and the uh the laptop GPU. That's that's really the only criticism I would have of this. Just yeah, throw an M on it. They the thing is they have actually called it lap. So they they went from M and then they sort of and I will say I remember going from the 980M to the 980. There was a clear difference where look the it was actually the same die, um, technically, but the mobile part had 1536 CUDA cores, but the desktop 980 had 2048. So 25% fewer CUDA cores in that one. But the M made the difference. Um, when they got to the 10, the 10 series, they were like really proud. They're like, hey, look, we've, we wanted to, to basically you use the exact same CUDA cores for both desktop and mobile for a while. And we finally achieved it. And I, at that point in time, they thought they could continue to do that, although it, it didn't. But, you know, like a 1080 desktop was... 2560 the 1080 max q was 2560 although you had far lower clock speeds far lower power but they were the same and then actually that continued through the 20 series where the uh, 2080 had 2944 and the mobile part had 2944 even the super was the same thing you had the 2080 super with 3072 and then you had the 2080 super max q with 3072 so it, it didn't make any difference but that all kind of went off the rails with 3000 series where the here's here's a comparison the RTX 3080 had 8704 the 80 3080 laptop because remember they actually call these 3080 laptop GPUs they don't have an M but they call them laptop 6144 so about 30% fewer CUDA cores and then uh, and it just got even worse as you got to 3080 Ti because the 3080 Ti was 10000 240 versus 7424 for the 3080 Ti, again, 28%. Um, it got, of course, with the 4000 series, way, way worse at the top end, especially because the 4090 desktop is insanely over the top because you're looking at... <laughs> so most of the CUDA core reductions are, you know, 13, 30, 25, 28. Uh, but with the 4090... It is a 41% reduction in the CUDA cores because you're looking at 16,384 versus 9,728. And you're also looking at, you know, essentially half the memory bandwidth too because you're looking at, uh, what, uh, about, a, about a terabyte per second versus about, a, about 500 gigs a second on the 4090 laptop. So there is a big, big difference on the 4090 because, again, you're looking at a, you're looking at a GPU that has a TDP of 450 watts None of these GPUs go over 150, although they go a little higher based on the boost. But um, there's a there's such a, a power disparity. I don't, I don't 
I'm kind of okay with it because I've kind of understood that that thing that that what they achieved with the 10 series is long gone. You just can't do it because they've had to push so hard on desktop. AMD does the same thing for what it's worth. Uh, they're cut down. It's always the case. Laptop GPUs are always cut down compared to desktop models. Yes, NVIDIA did manage to buck that trend for the 10 series and 20 series. That was great. Uh, but those are the aberrations, not this. Yeah, we, we got into a really good discussion, both Gordon and I did, on, on uh, some YouTube comments. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I forget the commenter's name uh, right now, but um, they they were pretty upset about it, or at least through what i could read uh in the in the comments uh and you know i was just like eh, i don't know for me like i always assume yeah i I would never personally assume that uh gpu x that's called one way is going to perform the same as that gpu in a laptop whether it's a 4090 4080 4070 4060 4050 I would never assume that that same exact part would run the same exact way in a laptop. Just, just me. Even though, yes, it, it did kind of line up in in that ten series. I'm, I'm personally always going to assume that it's cut down. So, so for, and the, and then the other side of it too is that the amount, you know. So if if there's if if you're thinking there's going to be confusion about this, even if you don't assume that it's going to be a, a lower end part, for me it's more like. Are there really people out there who are like, hey, you know what? I'm either going to buy a 4090 desktop or I'm going to buy a 4090 laptop. Oh, wait, why are they different? It's more like, no, for me, I, I would think, oh, no, I'm just looking at laptops. These are just representations of the the number of of SKUs and you know performance you can get that I, I can't imagine somebody's buying to looking to buy either or. And getting really confused and being like, oh, you know what? I, I, hey, this laptop has a 4090. I guess I don't need to get this this desktop 4090. I'm just going to go ahead and get a laptop one. I think that is actually possible, though, if you're not in the space like we are. I think if you're... Like I mean, somebody's looking to buy either or? I mean, I have mainstream style friends who do this, right? Where they'll say like, oh, I, I was thinking of getting a gaming laptop because it'd be more portable. But, you know, I... I do know that with a desktop, I probably can throw more stuff in it and then I can, I can upgrade it down the road. And if they're really new to it, they don't, they don't understand like the nuances that we're discussing here. I think for the audience we're talking about, like our audience specifically, everyone, all, you know, all y'all listening to us right now. Yeah, this makes total sense. I am totally on board with you, Adam, but I do think there, there is some, there is something to be said for the criticism around the naming scheme. And I think it's fair of us to examine it, especially if we on this very podcast have complained about, you know, like kind of hinky, kind of like strange naming that can be misleading even to enthusiasts. Oh, sure. Right. That's so, I mean, I think it's really about the audience that it's being presented to. And I think there is room in there for some improvement on how they name things. I think there is a little of that kind of marketing, like, Oh yeah, like you know, it's like it's the top of the line, and it sounds like they could be the same. Like it's easy to make that mistake oh, yeah. if you're not familiar with it. Oh no, and and I 100% agree that this is all marketing for me. Like uh, you know, and and deceptive in in a little way. Like I feel I feel like all marketing is 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 that way to begin with. But like, I don't know. I I just can't imagine. And, and yeah, maybe. Maybe I just have never come across this, but I can't imagine somebody looking at, at a, hey, you know what, I, I want to buy a laptop with a 4090 in it. 
and then reading so deep about it to be like, wait, hold on. I ain't going to get this laptop. This 4090 doesn't perform like a desktop card. Like, I I think they're going like even the most basic of user would just go in and be like, oh, well, a 4090 is better than a 4080. So if I want more power, I would get that. Like, I, I don't see where they would make that jump to being like. Well, crap, this doesn't perform like a desktop 4090. They have no idea what a desktop 4090 performs I, like I, either. I think the real problem here is nothing to do with the laptops. It's the 4080 12 gigabyte desktop card. We'll see that. NVIDIA yes, that, tried pulling that. That was deceptive. That was NVIDIA tried deceptive. pulling that crap. So everybody is mad about NVIDIA naming schemes and price hikes now. That's yes. the root cause of this, I think. Yeah, and, that's fair. and so people are looking real intently at this. And so people are like, what the heck? When this is actually super standard practice, that's that's all we're trying to remind people of here. I personally don't like that they switch from using the M designation at the end to just saying laptop, because just saying 4080, 4090 laptop, I think that's a little deceptive, but not not like, like I'm not up in arms over it. I think like, man, you could do better than that. You can make that more clear. You just throw an M on it like you used to. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing. It would be, or or Max Q or whatever, you know, some sort of delineation of like, hey, this is not the desktop card. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, once again, I don't want it to sound like I'm like, oh, yeah, no, NVIDIA is not doing anything wrong. No, this is marketing. Marketing's going to market. This is deceptive. Yes. But I just don't feel like it's that bad compared to, especially that 4080 thing. I don't feel like this is deceptive. I don't think this is deceptive at all. Laptop SKUs are different than desktop SKUs. They always have been, aside from those two aberrations. I think deceptive is the wrong word for it. I think deceptive does, that. that's a word that you use, that's an emotionally charged word that you use when you're upset, right? And I I think that, if you use that word, I think it is probably related to being a bit inflamed still about the whole, you know, 12 gigabyte version of the 4080. However, I would not I would still say there's something to it. I, I do think that there is a better way to distinguish these these you know GPU SKUs without necessarily in, invoking some potential confusion yep. between the desktop and laptop models, right? Like I don't think it's necessarily deceptive per se, but I can see it's starting to skirt a line where some people, depending on their circumstances, could feel like it it would go, start going that way. I personally well, wouldn't call it deceptive though. Uh, I think well, it's just confusing for friend of the show. Ziv says uh, maybe we potentially misleading feels uh, a little better yeah i think um, that's a better term for it yeah well so, it could just be clear it could be more clear i don't it me, could be more clear. they are different they could just put an m on there and just make clear yeah and yeah. i mean that's I all they gotta do they just don't like it i think because it makes it seem lesser right so that's that's the thing they're trying for, to avoid for what it's worth like we're talking about the names but I'm, I, I just got a first look at gordon's chart just minutes before this show and that 4090 laptop is gonna kick all kinds of butt and take all kinds of names so don't get too caught up over this i'm looking at his chart and the 4080 laptop has the exact same cuda core count as the 3080 ti laptops did last generation but from the video you guys did at the nvidia booth that 4080 laptop was able to get more frames per second in control at a third of the tdp and significantly less noise and the 4090 cyberpunk cyberpunk Cyberpunk, sorry cyberpunk it's dlss3 so it gets weird but uh the 4090 laptop has like 2,000 more CUDA cores than that even. Like it's going, it like, that's definitely worthy of the 4090 in the laptop's name. Like, I feel like we're all being, I can understand why people who are relatively new to GPUs are kind of, and mad about the 4080 12 gigabyte on the desktop are kind of getting upset about this. 
but it's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. You can just add something that's not M, you know, so yeah. it doesn't seem like make it make, choose some letter combination that makes it sound cool, but then lets people kind of figure out that it means something. Well, do you think also the problem is because, you know, when you when you write about it, when you talk about it a lot, you often fall into the shorthand. So, like, you might say the first reference is, hey, it's got a 4090 laptop GPU in it. Then the next 10 references, you'll just say 4090, 4090, 4090. Mm -hmm. Is that, I, is that I, our fault? Should we always say 4090 laptop, you know, or 4090 L, you know? If it had a different name, I would. I think 4090 laptop is potentially misleading. Not giving it a different number than that. But for me, I genuinely think the issue is just the way NVIDIA is behaving this generation in general, and everyone's super sensitive to it. This same thing happened with 3080s. The same thing happened with all the 30 series cards. Nobody cared. Nobody cared whatsoever last generation. This generation... NVIDIA is getting nuts with the prices and got way too ambitious trying to call the 4070 Ti a 4080-12 gigabyte. And so people are super sensitive to it. Like, this was a nothing burger last generation. It really is a nothing burger now. Hopefully, in the future, they would figure out a better way to label things better. But I really don't think this is an issue. And this is coming from a guy who just, like, dumped all over the 4070 Ti. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I also, also hope... You would hope if somebody's in the market to buy a 4090 laptop part that they're, you know, I mean, that's thousands and thousands of dollars. What's the cheapest one you think we we saw out there? Maybe $3,000? It's usually the price range for the top end. Right. You know, like uh, ho hopefully you're doing your research and you understand like uh, the, you know, if, if this were to travel down to the 4050, I, I don't know. I, I haven't been hearing people get angry about that. I've mostly been hearing people get angry if they called it a 4090, but it actually had the same GPU die as a 4080 or whatever. Uh, like that's. That's for people in the know, I guess. They're, they're definitely not cheap, you know, because they're looking at the difference between. Uh, it it can be the spread could be four hundred dollars from a forty eighty to a forty ninety in some of these units. So and some of the units could be like a six hundred or eight hundred, but they they stack other things into the laptops. Too. Yeah. It's, well, but. It's, it's, it also sounds like the the a lot of people have been the feedback, and especially in our chat right now, is that the naming should be tied to the actual GPU die. So this is technically a 4080. So the mm. GPU die should always follow the naming. Exactly. Uh, well, but again, that has not happened before. You know, that's a precedent that's broken in the past. I think what people really need to understand is laptops exist in their own world. Because honestly, Ryzen, a Ryzen 9 or Core i9 laptop CPU is not going to get anywhere near... A desktop version, right? Because you, there's way more power and cooling available on desktop. So I, I think it's just you have to really consider these in their own universes in a lot of ways. And is a Core i9-13980HX, does that make people think it's better than a Core i9-13900K? It's got an X in it, and we all know mm -hmm. X is made. it's got an extreme. Extreme. So... I've been kind of amused by this. Not amused, but like... Everything about GPUs is kind of depressing right now, actually. Aside from the 4090 <laughs> desktop kicking all kinds of butt. But uh, everyone's freaking out over this 4090 name in particular. But to me, the biggest thing worth noticing about these new RTX 40 series laptops is that prices are going up there, too. Uh, I made a note of this in my coverage article from uh, when the video revealed all this. Uh, last generation, 999 
dollar laptops included a thirty sixty mobile in it or thirty sixty laptop or whatever the heck they call it. But this generation, it's starting at nine ninety nine with forty fifty GPUs in it. So things are moving up price wise there too. And to me, that's a bigger deal than whatever they want to call the forty ninety laptop. <laughs> yeah, prices have definitely moved up a little bit. It looks like, and I'm looking at a list here of uh, laptops. Uh, 999 gets you into a 4050, and about a 1100 gets you into a 4060. Right. I Intel based, so a little generally a little pricier, but uh, uh, I, I do mm -hmm. want to point out. I, I think on this that um, I really hope. And again, I, I don't know because I, I haven't seen the performance. In, NVIDIA was very, very, shall we say, uh, careful to guard performance, any performance numbers at that's, CES. That's a nice way of saying it, Gordon. <laughs> including installing software on most of the laptops there so you couldn't run any benchmarks. I think they're apparently afraid that some... I mean, you couldn't even, even get to the installed. desktop on a lot of those, those yeah, laptops. Yeah, you couldn't get to the last... There, I, I do think... So I want to hope... Because I, for me, ever since... You know, it's been this way for a while now that I realized that mobile does not hold candle to desktop, and it's gotten worse as the desktop cards have gotten so insanely overpowered. But I'm hoping that they don't get ahead of their skis here, ahead of their setting expectations, because when you're saying you can get 4090 into a 14-inch laptop, and there there was a 14-inch laptop, the Asus G14, uh, RG, G14 <laughs> with a 4090 in there, as a consumer... I'm not going to expect 4090. I wouldn't have expect half of the performance of a desktop 4090. But what I'm hoping is like, it should still wow you, right? That you are getting something that worthy of the 4090 sort of branding in a laptop. We're not going to know that reality until we actually see these products. So I'm hoping the expectations are managed because I think the last six months have been about managing expectations. Like clearly the, the 7900 XTX kind of blew up in AMD's face because the expectations weren't quite as managed as well as they could have been, which they came out and said, like, yeah, we're, we're going to try to manage that a little better. Whereas I think NVIDIA has managed it pretty well because 4090 did wow people, right? So if you're able to under, you know, under promise and then over deliver, that's kind of, but I don't know. What I disagree strongly with you there. On the 4090? That card blows my mind. The best graphics card I ever tested. And right. nobody has any complaints about it. Desktop. But NVIDIA's charts are the most misleading charts in the world. And the <laughs> well, way that they are trying to get Max-Q yeah. technologies across, they're like, oh, yeah, it's Max-Q. It's this much more uh, power efficient. It's this is that. But it's only if you use one of these three games with DLSS 3 and have all this, like, and I, oh. the internet feels the same way. Yeah. So what I'm saying is on desktop, I think actually they managed, they managed expectations on 4090 really well because I don't think... At this point, everybody just sort of ignores what they claim anyway until, mm. right? But the 4090 really did kind of wow people. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, and again, I don't really, yeah, I mean, are, are we going to, again, I sort of ignore what they're saying a lot of the times, but 4090 on laptop hopefully should wow people. And, but again, that's where I think the danger is like, if it comes on, it's like, uh, you know what, this honestly, this could have been a 4070, then, then you kind of get into that. That like oh this is like we totally got sold a bill of goods this isn't I, worthy of the forty ninety name we don't we don't know till we get there but I'm 
I'm hoping that they manage it because it looks like the power savings are pretty impressive. But you're right. It is under certain circumstances. I am, again, going through your data in this chart, which is super interesting. And if you can somehow make that into an article format, I think people would like to see this, actually. Uh, I just want to point out, this is the first time ever the 4090 is essentially a 4080 desktop. It's 16 gigabytes, the same amount of CUDA cores. It's all that jazz. Aside from those two generations where NVIDIA managed to match desktop and laptop could counts exactly, we have never seen a full-blown 80-class desktop card match up in laptops yet. Like, this thing is going to be a beast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's a yeah. really good point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because it the forty ninety. No matter what, if if they get close to what they're they're hoping for, it it should it should be incredibly fast. Let's, I just mm. want to. I didn't think about comparing forty. <clears throat> Let me try to do this here. <laughs> We're gonna compare it against. Nobody can see this. Sorry to everybody who's Sorry. listening. Yeah. Uh, Gordon shared this like right before the show. I'm like, this is a treasure trove. This is actually <laughs> super interesting. Well, also while he's doing uh -huh. that, I, I I'd like to point out. I feel like. And who knows, maybe when these come out, we'll get a lot of confusion uh, and I'll, I'll totally be wrong. But I, I feel like actually there's more confusion around the fact that one GPU does not perform the same way in one laptop as it does the other. Right. That 4090 in a, a, a big ass MSI uh, yeah. laptop is not going to perform the same way a 4090 in the G14 is. So like yep. I, I and I, I don't know how to answer that one, but to me, that seems way harder to get across of like hey yes those are both 4090 laptop parts but one of them has a different tdp than the other one of them has way more cooling uh that it's able to to get access yep. to so i think that's way more confusing to people than hey this 4090 is actually just a desktop 4080 um uh, yeah. yeah yeah so that's a whole other kettle of fish, though. <laughs> right, you're right. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, lap, yeah. I don't know. I feel like laptops. I mean, laptops are a hard thing to cover yeah. in so many different ways. But yeah, I mean, the like, you just can't look at the specs of the GA, how many GPU dies or are in it or whatnot, and be like, okay, it's always going to perform this way in a laptop. It's like, no, it really depends on which laptop it's going to be in. And that's again, I think the key takeaway points here are this is standard for laptops. Uh, that card is still going to be a beast. AMD does it too. But I think what AMD does better is they name their parts like the Radeon 7800HS or something like that, S. Like they'll put things to point out that they are different parts. And I think that's all NVIDIA really has to do here. Like, because everything otherwise about this is standard. Again, this same thing happened last generation. Nobody cared. Everyone's just mad now because of the 40, 80, 12 gigabytes. Like, it does suck. Hopefully it gets better after because there are some articles and feedback happening about this topic that NVIDIA is no doubt hearing right now. Hopefully they do better in the future. Uh, but none of this is abnormal in any way. Yep, yep. Yeah, and so just looking at, sorry, I was trying to figure out, like, so 4090 laptop. Uh, GPU versus a 4080 desktop, you basically get no CUDA core uh, reduction because it's essentially the same die. You do see a reduction in bandwidth, about 200 uh, gigabytes per second. It works out to about 30 
5% less because you're going obviously GDR6X versus GDR6, probably for the power reasons, and then about 170 watt reduction in uh, TDP. So about 53% reduction in power. So, you know, performance should be still spectacular for a laptop, I would hope. But, yep. you know, when you're looking at a laptop that is five pounds, five and a half pounds, you're you're not going to get the same as a the, like a desktop 4080 4090 is what five pounds right yeah that's what that's what i was thinking like these graphics cards weigh more than the laptops that these mobile equivalents are going into <laughs> that's true that's true uh well yeah uh anyway I, yeah One it's a mess about, do, uh, do better uh, everybody it's a mess these days well and also really at the end of the day wait for reviews right yeah. If if you if there's a laptop you're interested in, try to find videos, try to find reviews, try to see yeah. actual performance of that part rather than assuming that just because a part is named X Y Z way, it, at the end of the day it could be called poop on a stick. Uh, oh, what do you got in your laptop? Poop on a stick. I don't know. <laughs> you know, right. but at the end of the day, if that Adam poop on a stick, the marketing department. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. At the end of the day, <laughs> if that poop on the stick part, uh, you know, runs a 4K 144 frames a second, who cares what it's called? You know, you got to find the the actual uh, performance of, of those parts. So. so it sounds like we're about to move on. But before we do, I just had this thought. Wouldn't it be nice if laptop manufacturers had like the equivalent of like those calorie breakdown boxes like on their packaging and like it actually listed like stuff like like TDP or whatnot so that like even if you knew nothing about laptops like it would like spark something in your brain to be like what the heck does that mean so then you would go and ask the internet or your knowledgeable friend or something so you can figure out you're like oh the G14 like this part is rated at this wattage and now I know what that means so oh I guess these two things aren't equivalent right Wait, you're trying to put Gordon out of a job. No, I don't. That sounds like what you're saying. I don't know if that's still enforced, but NVIDIA actually made companies do that last generation or Turing series because that was the first time we saw such varying TDP ranges. Yeah. And there was a big brouhaha. So they actually then, at least, they had to put it on the website at the very least. So yeah. I don't feel like when you go through looking spec through spec sheets for laptops, especially especially the further away you get from like more enthusiast type retailers, like if you look at like an Office Depot or like a generic more generic retailers listing, it's like so hard to get the actual specs of things sometimes. And so I feel like if you actually just had it on the literal box, and you know sometimes they take pictures, product photos, maybe you could just actually see what that was. Yeah, no, yeah. I get you. It's just some this, crazy this... random thought. I had while y'all were thought what I had while y'all were talking to, to share with your nerd friends. It's, it's actually I, I think I like that idea. I don't I don't know if they would do it um, because then it would it could create these weird things where people are trying to compare them and not understanding what they mean. I and well, also, and also like you definitely will have to understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to think like okay, you have two different laptops and you're looking at one. And you're like okay, well this has a 4090 but only at a TDP of 70 watts, but this one's got a 4080 but the TDP is 100 watts. Wait, crap. You know. <laughs> that's, that, yeah. that's the point yeah, for me, yeah. where it's like it makes people think, right? Like they're like, wait, it what does, does yeah. this mean? It does. And then like, you're always because you're always going to have the person that's like, I don't freaking care. That one's got more lights on it. I'm taking that one home. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. And that person's happy, and it's fine, right? But they're and they're not going to be the one that goes home and like three months later says, oh crap, if I had known, I would have gotten this other one instead. They're just like, oh well, that's too bad. I like my lights, you know. 
Generally, yeah. that's how it goes. <laughs> so, I, I, Brad, I do want to say I, I asked NVIDIA if they're still enforcing that, and they said yes, we're still. They are still required. Laptop makers are still required to publish the um, TGP of the GPUs in the laptops. So that that will be known. So they will tell you that ahead of time. The thing that makes it a little stickier this go around, even more so than the last time, is power sharing is gotten is supposedly going to get even more sophisticated. I think they're now sharing. You know, in the NVIDIA world, is like, we take all the power from the CPU, cooling power for, for the GPU. Uh, apparently, they're now also sharing power the other way. So, wow, very big of you, NVIDIA, to actually now share with your G, your CPU partners. So, and then the, the trend that I will say I've noticed, even on these bigger laptops, is, you know, typically there was a point where everybody wanted dedicated heat pipes. So, you wanted six heat pipes to go for the GPU, and then you get four on the CPU. Well, now you might get four or five of those heat pipes sharing between the GPU and CPU because the power sharing has gotten very important for these laptops. Because obviously, if you're doing a load that is more GPU intensive versus more GPU intensive, you want to be able to shift shift that CPU to run at a higher uh, TDP, and that's going to mean more cooling. And then it also gets into, well, how big of a power brick? How big is a power delivery? Uh, it's really messy. It comes down to you have to almost read reviews of the laptops and then try to match those reviews, workloads. You know, like, hey, if you're, a, if you're buying a laptop to be a portable workstation doing rendering, you kind of want to see, like, well, what, what does this laptop give me after an hour-long Blender render versus just running something much lighter? So it's... Mm -hmm. It's really messy. Laptops have always been very messy, and I, I think that's why the easy language of Core i9 and you know, uh, you know, forty ninety, like it's a very good metric for consumers to look at. Even though, clearly, forty ninety in a in a G fourteen versus forty ninety in a GT seventy seven, you know, eight pound laptop can be very different results, no matter how you cut it. Mm -hmm. Uh, we did have uh, two super chats. Uh, one from friend of the show Onikaze, five dollars. Thank you so much. Said, uh, "Well, you might think this is five dollars, but really it's ten dollars in laptop terms." <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, friend of the show Coffee gave us a uh, one dollar forty nine cent Canadian. Thank you so much. And just did a uh, unicorn sticker. I'm going to call that uh, a pony sticker. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right, pony must I am ride. I Thank you very much, y'all. Appreciate it. I am very much ready to talk about CPUs because I spent the last couple of weeks laying into these <laughs> graphics cards, and I feel like I have been being way too apologetic for these companies today. <laughs> what are y'all doing to me? Right. Well, uh, yeah. In the span of uh, of a week, uh, Ryzen 7000 non-X parts got announced and also reviewed and showing up on store shelves. Gordon, where's your review? Uh yeah, well I I got the I got my chips right when everybody went on vacation. So I was like Well I didn't need to work, work through the vacation. Right. But the cool uh, thing is along those fronts I'll have an FX, uh Sapphire Nitro Plus XTX review soon. I also got that right as I was going on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So again, you know, that's you have to be able to recharge. But luckily people like uh Steve Gamers Nexus will kill himself for you internet <laughs> and give you results. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Air quotes, luckily. Because <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just going to look at Steve's results here, right? That's That was the easiest <laughs> way. He's like, go. I don't need to work on this. Someone yeah, yeah. Who, who needs Gordon's review when he got Steve's? Just <laughs> Also, go to Gamers Nexus and uh, subscribe and like and click that uh, bell button. So that's uh, a <laughs> big plus. And other, other people have reviewed the unit out there. 
uh, Elena was the one who was hot to trot to talk about these. Like, I was like, okay, it's low wattage parts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 these are totally Gordon. These are totally important. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, there, that's why he didn't review them because he was just like, what? My my bigger bar is not going to be better on these? I just put them in the trash. <laughs> kidding that's not what he said i think do you want to summarize it basically 7900 ryzen 9 7900 i don't think anybody seated or gotten the intel parts uh ryzen 9 7900 7700 pretty decent for what they are especially their cost um such a power uh ryzen 5 yeah you know still on a bad spot in a lot of ways against well but also i mean cheaper i would say that 7600 at being, you know, uh, that is that seventy six hundred non non X is the cheapest Ryzen seven thousand CPU you could get into, if you're trying to get in on that Ryzen seven thousand goodness. So I think that's probably appealing to a lot of people. Because yeah, I, but I, we were talking at... about this before the show, like a seventy nine hundred. So you're obviously someone who wants twelve cores, but you want twelve cores at sixty five watts, and you're not willing to pay for the 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 full performance because if if you want it just because it'll run at 65 watts the x parts can run at 65 watts so at that point you want 12 cores but you don't want to pay for the full 12 cores i don't know that that yeah i mean i'm I'm sure there's a use case out there but i'm having a hard time understanding these they're significantly (laughs) cheaper uh like they're noticeably cheaper that alone is a big deal uh even if you're talking you know i have no idea what the price is Four hundred dollars for the seventy nine hundred versus five hundred for the seventy nine hundred X. It's only hundred bucks. I think the Delta is seventy dollars. Was that correct, right, Gordon? But that's still, you know, a decent chunk of change. They are tremendously more energy efficient. You can still overclock these chips. And Steve at Gamers Nexus, Steve at uh, Hardware and Box, and I was reading some reviews of these. All the other ones say performance is actually pretty close out of the box. They're tremendously more efficient. And if you want to, you can overclock them or turn on the precision boost overclocking thing and get mm-hmm. very, very close to the X-rated chips. To me, these kind of, unless you need absolutely every inch of performance, like I would 1,000% buy these over the X chips. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think it's I, just a philosophical, uh, a difference in philosophy. I'd rather have 70 bucks, man. That's a nice dinner. I'll go get me a ribeye. Well, and this is definitely different than, than like the like f parts right like f that has just the integrated graphics turned off uh you know i i don't it's like 20 bucks 30 bucks like yeah i think that it's better to have the integrated graphics if if you can yes Um, yes that's different yeah yeah. but the 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 non-k versus the k parts for the intel side like i i would say there there are I've seen benefits. I mean, I, I in my small form factor gaming rig, I have a non-K part because I'm like, oh, you know, I, I want, you know, the, the efficiency. So I, I totally... You're not going to overclock it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I totally get that if if you're worried about it. But like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that 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 Ryzen 7, or the specifically the, the 12-core model, like, that's, I mean, that's a, a lot of performance. If, if you're needing that much performance... Yeah. Well, if you need that many cores, that's probably the cores. Yeah. Cores. Yeah. So sorry. being five percent behind or whatever it winds up being in performance for seventy bucks less, it runs a lot more efficiently. Like if you're doing production work, if you need twelve cores, you're probably doing production work. The energy costs probably do add up over time. Like to me, like I really like the non X parts quite a bit. Mm. 
Uh, also, r real quick, I, uh, we have some questions. Do the non-X parks have integrated graphics? Yeah, we just covered that. Yep. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, there's no you difference. Literally, we're just talking about it with oh, with the uh, uh, with like the whole F versus you know non-X. Yeah, yeah, but the, I, I think people are asking specifically, do those non-X parts have integrated graphics? And they yeah, do. That's what yes, we're they do. Yeah, 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 they do. There is functionally no difference aside from clock speeds between the X parts yeah. and the non-X parts. Some uh, on Intel, the K parts locks and features like memory overclocking, CPU overclocking, stuff like that. That's not the case with AMD. It is strictly wattage and clock speeds. Oh, and cooler included. Yeah. Cooler yeah. included. Nice. I mean, you're basically the way to, the, like, the informal way that I look at this is that when you buy an X part, you're basically paying for a out-of-the-box, like, full fat factory overclock you know like they've basically tuned the heck out of this thing it, it gives you absolute best top like raw performance you don't even really have to touch it or tweak it you can just slap it in a machine and go and then these non-x parts for me they're more like your standard issue like you don't want to be messing with it you don't want to have that extra like that gigantic amount of extra headroom you just want something that works works well and is you know lighter on your wallet so you can get a lot of performance without having to shell out an extra i mean by msrp like an extra hundred dollars or so I think by street prices, it's like what you said, it's like a 50 to $70 difference for the top end 79 or the current top end non-X versus X part. So I, I would say that the issue, again, for me, boils down to this like thing with this generation where it's just so complicated. Like I feel <laughs> no, like true. I feel like back in the day. You could very easily say to somebody on at least in the, like the Intel side, right, where you said, you're never going to overclock. Just buy a non-K part. Just put it in your machine. You'll be happy. And it's very clearly this experience. And then when you got a K part, it was very clearly this experience where you had the option of overclocking. And as Gordon likes to say, nobody really does it. <laughs> they just like having the security of that in there, right? And that's it. Like, simple, done. Now it's like... Okay, so if you do this and these applications and you never do this, but you also do this sometimes and your energy costs are like this in your region, then you want this part. But if it shifts over here to these applications and you do some gaming and your like energy rates are like this, then you want this part. And then if you want to go between the two or you like travel a lot, then you want this part. And it's just like, holy I mean, it's great that you can customize, I guess, to your I, experience. I, 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 but I it's also more, more such options are better than none it is but it's also <laughs> such a nightmare as somebody who people come to to ask for advice and i'm like okay hold on like <laughs> how much time do you have to tell me your life story See, i think that's true in general if you're examining chat by intel or amd but on just the straight amd side of things i prefer this like these are just they're all the same parts like the non-x parks are lower watts and maybe slightly different clocks that's the only difference <laughs> Like, Although, to me, that's infinitely more friendly than unlocking stuff behind K-series and stuff sort like that. Of. No, What's no, that? I just, I kind of think that for AMD, when you look at, you know, you look at the product lineups, you think, oh, 7,000 so clean versus Intel. But mm -hmm. you also have to remember AMD is also factoring in existing 5,000 parts. Yes. So that actually, you know, that makes it kind of more complicated too, right? It's, a, it's I think it's just sort of modern living where 
you know, they like marketers like to call it segmentation. You just give people more choices. And it's just like going to buy cereal or toilet paper, right? <laughs> I, do we need this many kinds of toilet paper? But yes, apparently we do. <laughs> uh, also point out that nobody's talking about the X3D parts. Uh, obviously, those aren't out yeah. yet. But, you yeah. know, it's like when you throw in the X3D parts, it's like, okay, well, would you rather have a 12 core non X or an eight core X3D part? And you if know. you're a gamer. Right. You know, I do want to go over the, the, the street pricing, right? Because street pricing, I'm mm. looking 7900X Amazon all day, 549 for the uh, 7900X versus 429 of the 7900. 7700X Amazon all day, 3445 versus 3029 for the 7700. And for street price for the 7600X, Ryzen 5 7600X, 274 on Amazon. Versus two twenty nine, and those non X parts come with coolers too, which yeah, that's a nice plus. Cool. Although I would say yeah. of the again, I would agree with the general consensus. I think that's kind of Steve. I don't think he was into the the Ryzen five part that much, and I would agree yeah. because it, it's at a serious core. You know, uh, it's it's definitely at a, a core deficit versus its corresponding Intel part, despite getting the cooler, and then also there's no DDR four option, and the motherboards mm -hmm. are. Starting to get cheaper, but there's there's That's sort of like delaying five. It's only cheap, but it's still better options. It feels like for Intel at the low lower end. At the higher end, it gets you know closer. I think because you're probably doing a DDR5 build anyway. I'm all here for more affordable parts getting released after the last few years, though. So <laughs> <laughs> yep. one thing that I did notice that's worth pointing out, I think, do you remember right around uh, Black Friday, AMD cut prices pretty significantly on all the initial X chips. And they wouldn't confirm that these are permanent price cuts. Yeah. This makes sense why. Because now that these parts are announced over the last day, you start to see the X parts trickle back up closer to where they launched at. So they brought the prices down on the X parts over the holidays. But now that these non-X parts are there, there's prices are trickle back up. So, That's so you should have bought, bought them. Yeah, could it could have been the same price <laughs> and you have an X instead of a non-X. Oh, man. I honestly feel like a lot of these... Uh, for me personally, I feel like the conversation we have specific to AMD about it, or at least on my end, where it being complicated, will get a lot simpler once the AM5 motherboard situation mm -hmm. like becomes more mature. That's really, I feel like, what's holding back these chips because, I mean, even in the high end, I mean, honestly, I'm a person in the Ryzen 5, 5000 series era. Like, yeah, I would recommend to pe to people buying or to buy like a 5900x or even a 5950x because the motherboard situation even then wasn't so like whoa like i am now signing this person up for a 600 motherboard to get you know certain kind of features and then when you're talking about that ryzen 5 7600 non-x I mean, yeah, it's great that the price came down, but if you're also suggesting to them a $250 motherboard, like where are your savings in the mid-range at that point? Like they're just non-existent. Of course you're going to recommend Intel to someone on a tighter budget at that point as much as you want to promote the whole idea of like this motherboard platform is going to be supported for several generations. Like I love that, but I can't recommend it yet to most people because they just don't have the budget for it. And it's depressing. It makes it really complicated. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I'm excited about these parts. parts. I'm yeah. glad these um, parts. I'm glad these parts exist. 
I, 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 will, I a... would throw those into a mini ITX build. I, I, that's, okay, yeah. so yeah. that's actually a great thing I wanted to bring up too because I do have somebody in chat here. Uh, Curtis Horn has been wanting to know, like, of these 65 watt parts, like, what would you recommend to put in, like, say you're, like, as you have demonstrated there, the, you know, A4H2O, right? Like, would you... Would you specifically pick, if you were to do AMD, Adam, would you pick a 7900? Would you still go with the X part so that you could tune it and be like, you know what, I want to put it at 500, oh, sorry, 100, 500, 105 watt TDP so that I get a little more performance and it's, but it's not quite so, you know, uh, power hungry running, like I don't have to worry about it running maybe so hot. Because I think for me, I think that still depends on your use case. I really oh, yeah, yeah. Really this this is 100% a gaming machine and a 4K gaming machine at that. So, it, like, it's even re less reliant on the CPU as well. So, yeah, uh, like, f for this need specifically, like, the CPU almost doesn't matter <laughs> too much at that point. Uh, but, I mean, and also it's like, okay, well, if you've got the money, then I probably would get a X3D part and just run that at 65 watts because you still get the benefit of the cash. But obviously, that's more money, right. uh, yeah, and and that and it favors gaming, and that's all I'm doing on on this system anyway. But yeah, although those are not gonna, I mean, those obviously be a premium price part. So we don't know, we don't know. Yeah, we we really tried to really tried to to, to loosen them up, but no nope, no numbers. We do know that AMD loves you all, and they're coming out on Valentine's Day. They accidentally posted that this morning on their website. <laughs> really <laughs> did. Yeah, they yanked it since, but yeah, there's screenshots. I saw it. Uh, <laughs> uh, all three of them said launch date, February 14th. But then when people started posting about it, they yanked it down off the oh, website. That's <laughs> funny. Do you think the concept is they're going to do a whole, like, uh, I love you theme? Like, <laughs> We love PC gamers or whatever. Oh, I see. Let's go with that. <laughs> I, that's funny because I, I heard somebody on Twitter say that AMD must hate gamers. So uh, <laughs> that, that's contradictory I, i'm always saying they missed the whole idea of launching uh last year with with ryzen on may 5th it would have been pretty mm -hmm. good five 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 yeah it would have been gen 5 am5 ddr5 on may yeah. 5 so <laughs> five, 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 five. that's but funny that was a little early i think that's funny I like yeah it. that the whole we love pc gamers might be a <laughs> so, yeah. that's the one to lean into i guess uh well speaking of pc gamers we do love uh let's let's switch over to the the q a uh, brad what, what what shirt are you wearing i'm wearing paul's hardware andy warhol oh i'm nail screw thing what you oh, mean i didn't know that existed i want that shirt <laughs> you mean a, a yeah. award-winning 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 i'm hardware. sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I do have a, a funny story. Um, so I ran into Paul at, at, at CES. Only got to chat with him for a, a brief moment. Um, and he said, he said after we gave him award on the full nerd, our licensing department in our company reached out to him to see if he wanted to license the, <laughs> the best of logo. 
<laughs> and I was like, I was like, number one, I had no idea that our licensing department even knew what the hell the full nerd was. <laughs> number two, yeah. I I find that very funny of the idea of uh, Paul <laughs> licensing <laughs> our full nerd logo to be, hey, this, this one best of uh, the full nerd best of 2022. I mean, mad respect to that part of our company being like on the ball with it. <laughs> but it's <laughs> super funny. Yeah, I, I just uh, thought that was hilarious. And I was like, hey, you know what? You should be proud. You, you got you got that full nerd award. Um, you know. <laughs> so uh, so yes, yeah, go, go, go buy go buy an award winning shirt uh, from Paul. He 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 got a kick out of it. So he was he was he was glad to really he's shirts. glad to have won. Uh, so uh, and then the checks in the mail. Thank you. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, we have some some questions to get to. Um, uh, if you have a question, get it in the chat at PC World so it's easier for me to see. We do have some questions over on Discord. Uh, also, before I get to those, we I did have a $4.99 super chat from David Lee. Uh, I don't think this is Dave Lee. Uh, yeah, it said, uh, I'm excited about the uh, all-efficiency core Alder Lake N parts. Seems to be 6-watt chips with performance similar to 15-watt chips from 2018 to 2020. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I still haven't quite gotten a beat on what exactly those are. Because actually, I did at one point. Now I've forgotten because that was like <laughs> three weeks ago, unfortunately. But I, The return of the compute sticks. <laughs> I tell you, man, going from holiday break straight into CES is sucked. It messes your brain up so bad. I wasn't even on the floor. I, I worked long hours, but I was fortunate enough to do it from home. But man, I can't remember anything from three weeks ago either. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? And like yeah. sometimes I think like I shouldn't have even asked you for this information because so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Because right I, I specifically wanted to know about the N class chips, what they are. I got a little confused because I thought it was like efficiency cores plus more efficiency cores, but it actually it's like there's a four core and eight core efficiency core part, the end, the end parts. But it looks like they will be, you know, actually pretty decent parts, right? Because they're just efficiency cores. Yeah. Well, we're getting closer to a Dr. Ian Cutris world where he can get <laughs> uh, 50 or 64 cores of just efficiency cores. Uh, all right, we, we got a couple questions. Um, Justin Beard asked, uh, what's the name of the PC shop in San Francisco uh, that we've talked about before? That is uh, Central Computers. They actually have four of them around the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to go. I was them. looking after you guys were talking about it. They definitely do ship. You got to pay for shipping, but yeah, that's a good thing to know. And yeah, I, they, during the pandemic, they had stuff that I couldn't get through Newegg or Amazon or, you know, any of the online retailers. So they're super helpful. Uh, but they they only they did not ship at that time because it was a pandemic and they're like we're saving it for our, our in-store customers also just quick shout out to you justin for using frisco that is like an insider term instead of saying san fran which is not what we use here if you are a local and somebody uses that we know you're not from here yeah san fran is no. wait, wait so you're saying frisco is approved the first I time was... I went out there, I got yelled at for saying Frisco. I'm not saying that it's a popular term, but that's <laughs> definitely more used than San Fran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Uh, the Pepperidge asks, uh, did NVIDIA really forbade RTX 4000 blower coolers? Who knows? <laughs> for audio listeners, Brad I mean, just ha- shrugged. Ha- yeah, ha- have we, <laughs> we've never seen one, right? I mean, were there... Well, the thing... There thirty was there three thousand series blower. Coolers? There were three thousand series blower coolers. Uh, Gigabyte had some for even for the thirty ninety, which uh, was really good for 
you know, uh, like rendering farms and stuff like that. Uh, we haven't seen any of those yet with the 40 series, but you don't tend to see blower style coolers right out of the gate anyway. It's still pretty early in the product life cycle. So I would hope that they're coming and it might just take a bit, but these are very powerful chips. So who knows? <laughs> Um, uh, we got a, a super chat, $5 super chat from Curtis Horn. Thank you so much. Said, uh, if I remember right during the CES keynote, Dr. Lisa Sue said they were going to release, uh, cheaper motherboards. Did AMD ever elaborate on that statement? They did. Unfortunately, that was, uh, information from a week ago. So they, <laughs> they do, there are works to there's some question as to whether it's actually achievable or how that's being done. Honestly, I really need to ask the same question again because that came up in one of the uh, pre-briefings with the press. Uh, obviously, uh, it was more I was more trying to save mental facilities for the fact that you had the one Vcash die with the non-Vcash die. So, but I they they are they know that obviously the motherboard prices are a problem, but I su suspect. They're also okay with you buying a AM4 for the cheap seats, right? Let's, for now. Maybe let's. I'm not saying I know anything because I don't, but maybe that could also be part of the Valentine's Day love package coming to <laughs> everybody. Uh, setting expectations. I don't Elena. think so. Setting expectations. Have, if it's X3D, so, that doesn't seem right. So this is totally unrelated to the question. <laughs> but I just Googled cheaper AMD motherboard CES to see if I could pull that up real quick. The third result is actually a whole page on AMD's website in the legal section dedicated to CES 2023 claims and showing all of their work, which I find pretty interesting, actually. <laughs> Was there any... Uh, I think Paul uh, Paul Alcorn probably got a better answer to that, and he's he's got a good memory, so... <laughs> he had a good time too because during CES, uh, the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, were playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and Paul mm -hmm. is a huge. Chiefs oh yeah. Fan. <laughs> uh, another question. Uh, Dave's not here, man. A friend of the show asked. Uh, as far as motherboards goes, does B five B five sixty make sense versus B six fifty E? Will the next GPU need PCIe five uh, or Gen five? Um, yeah. No. No. <laughs> like, if you want to, if you plan on holding on to it for five years, it might be worth it. But, like, the 4090 doesn't is, like, ridiculously fast. Like, there's no way they could have fit that in a laptop. And it's not even coming close to saturating PCIe 4. Like, I hope, I should do a PCIe 3 versus 4 test on that. But, yeah, I'm, no. <laughs> yeah, I would think it's still, again, it's still mostly going to apply to Gen 5 SSDs when they yes. actually finally ship. So that's mm. probably where it, it's going to give you the most bang for the buck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're safe not worrying about PCIe 5 for the GPU. Something, uh, something could change in the future. Like AMD rolls out all kinds of new technologies all the time. Like smart access memory, you need PCIe 4 for. Uh, they could do something like that two or three years down the line for a PCIe 5 card. But just talking raw bandwidth and what we know right now, I would not worry about it whatsoever. Okay. Uh, friend of the show, Ziv, over on our Discord asks, uh, any news or word about Intel's sub 13600K 30, uh, parts, meaning the 13500, 400, or 100, they seem to be out, but doesn't appear that Intel sent them to reviewers. Gordon, uh, did, I it, don't... did it go in one ear and not the other? 
Uh, no, they just didn't. Um, they didn't. They didn't sample them. You know, they're more mainstream parts. So I imagine they're like, you know what, you go and buy these things, and I'm sure others will. I I wouldn't be too worried about them. I I think if I am correct, some of them all are Alder Lake, but they give you more cores to make up for the fact that it's not technically 13th gen, right? But 13th, you know, 12th gen, you basically get a step up in in the thread count. Then that's a that's a bonus over what a, a low cost uh, chip would have gotten you before. And that's pretty standard too. For what it's worth, like once you start getting down deeper into the stack, they typically don't send those to reviewers to test. Yeah. Um, we do have a question uh, from front of the show, Liquid R, over on Discord. Uh, any thoughts or concerns regarding the MSI afterburner situation? Um, uh, it, it, it's a bummer. Uh, it is a, yeah. a lone person working out of Russia and and can't can't get paid by MSI. And I I use after I don't know about you guys, but I, I use afterburner all the time. Yep. Uh, so it I sucks. think I saw a tweet from Hassan at WCCF Tech saying. He got a statement from MSI saying that they they are trying to figure out how to get money to this person, but there are, you know, there's problems with you know once you're you're caught up in international politics, it's pretty hard to get around that. So I think the issue is paying him, and they are working on ways to possibly do that. So it is a bummer. I hope they manage to figure it out. Afterburn has been the go-to for years and years. It does stuff that no other. Like, it just does it all. It works on AMD and NVIDIA. Like, I love EVGA's Precision X, although who knows if that's still going to be around either. Uh, but it only works for NVIDIA cards. Afterburner works everywhere, does anything you can want. Uh, the good news is it has a companion piece of software called, like, Rivatuner. Rivatuner? I don't know. I've never said it out loud. RTSS. Uh, that's really, really great. Uh, and the developer is still working on that. So... That's going to stick around. There are alternatives to Afterburner, like GPU Tweak from ASUS is pretty comparable. Uh, there are other things out there, but Afterburner is the gold standard. It's a bummer this is happening. Uh, the world politics suck, and hopefully this all gets figured out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got a good question uh, last year that we haven't been able to get to <clears throat> from front of the show, Great Mighty Daddy over on Discord. This question hey, is hey. more targeted towards Elena Yee since she covered Xbox oh. for a time. Uh, yeah, uh, their employer has an <laughs> off employee offer where they can get a Xbox Series S for $150. They already mm -hmm. have the Series X. I mm -hmm. cannot help but think the Series S is a failure. Um, goes into a bunch of stuff. Uh, just curious what your thoughts are on the series series S or even the PS5 digital version. So, S Xbox Series S and PS5 digital versions aren't quite the same because uh, I have to step away for just a minute. Maybe, right nope, go for it. Uh, not quite the same thing. So I think I'll get to that towards the end of this. Um, I would hesitate to call the Series S a failure. But based on when I stepped into Best Buy over uh, the Christmas holiday shopping, like Christmas slash holiday shopping season in December, uh, I walked up to the customer service desk and I literally saw a wall stacked with Xbox Series S's. And I remember asking the customer service person, I was like, yo, are those just boxes? Like, is it just like a display thing that you're doing for Microsoft? And he's like, no. <laughs> Those are actual Series S's. And I was like, oh, I guess really people aren't picking these up. Like the adoption rate is just not very high. 
Um, that said, I would say that at $150, it is a really good machine to have for somebody who just wants to play games, right? Like if you, and I, I, I feel like I, maybe I'm reading into Gordon's facial expressions right now, but (laughs) (laughs) it's like at $150, you can barely buy a graphics, a discrete graphics card for a PC that will output at the same resolutions and you know equivalent gameplay and then you still have to have the whole rest of the pc you have to build so if all you want to do is gaming if you want to get like say a kid into certain games there's you know xbox game pass ultimate that allows you to download games for console as well as pc so you know you can use the same account so you can play on your pc your kid plays on the console um it's a really cheap investment in gaming at 150 bucks, I would say. If you have a Series X already, there's no reason to get an S, like a replacement, uh, unless you want to have a secondary machine for like, say, streaming in a room and sometimes gaming. Uh, in comparison to the PlayStation 5, I would say it's not the same because Xbox Series S, you are capped at a lower resolution right 1440p gaming versus playstation 5 is capable of everything that the full fat version is it's just that you don't get the disk drive if i recall correctly so it's not quite the same thing um and you know as accordingly you're not seeing the same i think price differences so i think the real question is like did microsoft shoot itself in the foot by having two different SKUs that had really different specs you know as opposed to doing more of the playstation style and if the if the sales are any indication, it seems like, I don't know if I'd say it's shot themselves in the foot, but I would say that it just didn't have the adoption rate that they were expecting. Um, like maybe they miscalculated on how interested people would be in a machine with cut down specs like that. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily take that interpretation from it. I think they uh, purposefully designed the Xbox Series S to be more affordable. They just want people playing Xbox games and getting Xbox services anywhere. So I think part of those price reductions were, hey, we have the manufacturing capability now. Uh, let's try to get this into the hands of more people. What's the actual difference between these two for, for a non-console person? The S is 1440p, the well, X is 4K. The S is it's, usually more around closer to 1080p. Yeah, but that's... <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's all weird console upscaling and all that stuff, too. So. Yeah, the, the Series S, <laughs> the 1X... Series X. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Lord. Sorry, Gordon. You know, I don't understand how anybody can complain about PC model numbers with, with numbers like that. Like, what well, the hell? This is this is more in the vein of Apple naming as opposed to the stuff we were talking about, PC gaming yeah. naming, <laughs> where it's just like, okay, all right, y'all just need to sort that out. Honestly, I, I, I also think early on in the life cycle, more people are probably willing to go for the X, where I feel like as supply opens up as things get cheaper the s is going to be more dominant towards the end of the life cycle you know uh in my We're already thought, but... what two years in three years almost no two years but supply has two been constrained in. to a certain it degree, has been you know, so. it has been i, isn't I just a... don't think i call it a failure i just yeah, think I that's wouldn't way call too it harsh failure, no. it's way I, too I, harsh plus how, how in the world can you even determine that unless you have you have to know how many units they're getting if you are getting yes. 10, 10 times as many S units because it's a low cost thing they were stocking up for holiday shopping or I don't see how you could unless you know the actual number of units that went into the, 
the stores, then you can't say it actually could have sold four times as many S's and X's, but there's just four times as many S units out there because it's lower cost. It's, it's a volume, it's a volume uh, console, right? So I, I would say though, that this is a slightly different strategy than what Microsoft took with previous, like lower SKU models. And so I, I do wonder how much of this is lack of interest versus increased manufacturing capability. Um, I, I would say in the past, the lower SKU models definitely sold well, but the difference really was the specs were all the same except for storage capacity really. And maybe like a lack of a, a like, you know, this like no optical port in the back and like little differences that most people wouldn't notice. I would say that when it comes to a resolution difference, that is something that people who are like maximizers are going to notice. And I do wonder how much of that is influencing the adoption rates, which is very opaque. They, they, they are not releasing numbers specifically about X sales versus S. They just give one general statement about like we sold this number of, you know, consoles in this period so i i will be interested to, i feel like we'll really see the result of this in the next generation right like based on how they tart like they uh oh, it's getting to lunchtime i just lost the words i was going to use <laughs> uh like based on how they design their SKUs for the next gen will probably indicate what happened this gen i feel like but we're not going to know that for a while or unless until they decide to open up and be more forthcoming, which I don't see happening either. <laughs> I uh, I just broke into a house. It was great. But what? <laughs> my na- <laughs> my neighbor's daughter uh, locked herself out of the house coming home from school, so I had to go over there and like Jimmy opened the, the window. Door like no, I had to. I know how to reach in there and get like a what? <laughs> well, just drop this God knowledge sequitur. nugget. Yeah, that's why Brad had to step away. He was breaking yeah. into a I house. I love wow. it. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was. They asked me to, so it wasn't you know illegal. Oh, but yeah, I just broke to. into a house. Did you make sure, Brad, that's actually your neighbor's daughter? <laughs> Good question. Good follow-up question. <laughs> Whoops! Uh, I've never seen you before, but I, I guess so. Sure, I'll break yeah. in. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot the keys. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, a couple more questions, and we'll get out of here. Uh, VC Jester, friend of the show, VC Jester said, uh, "This is more console talk. Since consoles paved the way for fancy upscaling with the PS3 and direct score- storage on the latest consoles, what do you think will be the next t- technology that consoles pioneer for the PC? Direct storage." I was, I was like, <laughs> if it ever comes out, no, I, I knew know you just were going to say that. that. Yeah. I knew you're gonna say that, <laughs> Gordon. What 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 else do you think the the console could uh, contribute to to us PC people? Um, you know, obviously, I I think that's kind of a loaded question, but I I'm trying to think what because clearly they didn't exist without being built off of PC technology, PC gaming technology specifically. But what what could come of them? I mean, I, I think we're already seeing the very close coupling of GPU and CPU, you know, basically AMD plus AMD, and that's going to continue on, and um, it's going to make it stickier for NVIDIA, definitely more than, than uh, Intel, because Intel does have a GPU, you know, division. That So I think the next demonstration we'll probably see is like, hey, we're going to do full-on custom part that let's, let's blur these lines even more, and it'll get more Apple-like, which... You know, is good and bad for for our universe because 
if it's separated, it gives you modularity, but modularity is a is a negative sometimes. So I think we'll see next gen consoles get like holy smokes, these are pretty impressive performance based on the fact that they are blending, you know, GPU plus CPU Somebody so closely. Somebody needs to clip this out and save it for me. <laughs> no, it, yeah. there's nothing wrong with That's... it. I mean, because you can't you can't be just a hater fanboy denying reality and that that clip that out for me too but no it's the same thing with uh with with apple too i mean honestly they're they have been able to demonstrate this level of integration that could benefit us in sometimes but then also are you willing to give it modularity for it i I don't know i don't know what the future is so so the what it means is the modularity people got to step their game up too right Mm -hmm. so that's right. You need a 4090 desktop card and not a 4090 laptop. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a final question from um, friend of the show, David, uh, over on our Discord. What is the oft-repeated tech talking point that annoys, annoys you the most? I will say walking around CES, everyone was talking about the metaverse. Like, oh, yeah, meta- we got the metaverse over here. Come check out the metaverse over at our booth. We're, we're connect. Don't worry, we're connected to the metaverse. I was just like, oh, my. And I'm not talking about PC people. I'm talking about, like, just general CES. Oh. Uh, but it was just like, oh, my God, there was just so much metaverse talk. Uh, like, Really? I didn't. I don't remember. Maybe you didn't I see it? Oh, yeah. I, I felt like I saw it everywhere. Everyone was talking about their own metaverse connected thing you know oh hey here's a, a digital avatar in, in that we create for you in the metaverse here's you know uh yeah i don't know uh, i did see a um a google stadia colored laptop so. <laughs> oh man <laughs> womp, womp, womp. metaverse is pretty much it for me now that hopefully cryptocurrency is on its way out uh but yeah though the buzzwords of the last couple of years uh I'm not fans of it in their current iterations. I think they both could be very promising pieces of bigger technologies far into the future, but what we're being sold right now ain't it. Can you yeah. repeat the question? <laughs> uh, like, I want to make sure my answer yeah. actually fits the question. <laughs> uh, oh, I got to find it again. What is the one off-repeated tech-talking point that annoys you the most? Okay. All right. I feel like everyone in the chat is just going to be like, right, Elena is canceled. But (laughs) for me, it's VR. I am so tired of hearing about how, like, it just feels like, it it feels a little bit like 8K TVs and 8K resolution to me, where everybody's talking this up, where it's like, it's going to be so great. And And we actually have headsets now, and there's, like, stuff for it. But I feel like this is a thing that exists because, people really want it to exist not because it really has somewhere to go like i don't feel like they've really found the application for it yet i mean i remember ces from like 2014 2015 where it was just the everybody was gripped by this like vr and ar and like all of this like stuff and it and we're here eight years later and we still really have i feel like we haven't really seen any super killer like yes absolutely 100 percent. this is what it's going to be for like we can apply this to everything and like the metaverse to me is an extension of that mm-hmm. so that's my feeling around it uh i think that if you love vr games and enjoy it like i am not 
I mean, I probably just did, but I'm not trying to necessarily crap all over that. I just feel that I, I hear it. I hear it. So I hear it talked about so much. And I'm like, my inbox is full of this constantly. Ooh. Like, I just so tired of being like pushed and like pitched all this stuff where I'm like, but where's it going to go? Where's it going to go? Like, I want to see y'all know me at this point. You know that I like seeing practical applications of things like I, I want things to like have some actual impact on my my real life like i'm still waiting for ar to take off because i think that for me is where it's interesting where like the hololens demo that i took where it's like i'm at home in san francisco trying to fit, fix my sink i call somebody a relative who's a plumber in like i don't know freaking boston and they're like oh let me hop on my laptop i can like mark on your like ar like vision where you should be you know doing this and you know how much to like turn this nut or whatever with your wrench kind of thing so that to me is super cool and this is what i mean about like practical applications like this is really like awesome use of the technology i absolutely have a reason for having it anyway thank you for coming to my ted talk mm -hmm. i got one <laughs> all right i got one i was just kind of respond to yours adam uh we're talking about consoles right the oft said tech thing that i disagree with is if you want simplicity just get a console i think consoles aren't that much simpler than a pc that keeps geforce now and steam open and updated these days i think that used to be true but it's not anymore in the digital era hey, sorry both uh elena and brad are canceled i guess uh, <laughs> we're an adam show for the future so uh, <laughs> just yeah. I remember the first time I had to sit there and wait for a 30 gigabyte download over Wi-Fi on an Xbox Series S or a Switch or whatever. And I'm like, this is the opposite of what is supposed to be happening on my console. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't play this game today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. One last question, but I guess it's just for... Uh... Gordon and me. Uh, da, da, da. It was crap. I can't find it. Somebody was asking if we had any uh, great food at CES. Oh, hmm. What was the best meal? Cliff Bar. <laughs> I did have. Go back to Del Taco. Yeah, we didn't have anything great. And a Diet Coke. There's something about CES hotels where there's no food after ten o'clock. Sucks. It's it's kind of bizarre, but you have to go like elsewhere to get food. So oh, like, here we go. For, front of the show, Star Scream. Did you guys have any brisket level food wins while in Vegas? Ooh, no, brisket. definitely not brisket level. It was yeah. We we went to Buddy V's restaurant. Uh, I guess he's a guy. I will say Buddy V uh, is actually the best meal. I was really surprised because it looked I, like some bad chain, but it was yeah. Really food. I, I would say it, it's not like oh I was blown away, but it was more like oh yeah. I wasn't expecting anything either, and then I was like oh wow, this was actually pretty good. But yeah, it's about ex managing expectations. So I think that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just you're just happy if you can actually you know what i will say uh we were at breakfast the first uh day getting ready uh we were eat you know put in our order and keith uh was like oh hey you know what i'm gonna have some oatmeal it has like raisins and um uh, bananas and stuff like that and i was just like Ugh, oatmeal why would you do that <laughs> sure enough the next day i ordered oatmeal and then the next day after that i think uh willis ordered oatmeal as well so like uh, oatmeal was the uh the star of of ces this year uh people sleep morning. on oatmeal man it's good 
I, it, it actually was a really good oatmeal and you know what it was like great for morning because you don't know if you're ever going to get a lunch necessarily mm-hmm. that day so it, it, it stuck with yeah. you and and the oatmeal at that place was actually not too bad and you get the little extras for it so yeah that was my the star world of my show. changed when i realized that oatmeal was not necessarily the instant oatmeal packets that my parents mm. had fed me mm-hmm. but, but that's actually the best oatmeal no no. I like instant oatmeal. That is so yeah. sugary. Steel instant cut. oatmeal with the sugar. Cut, that man. was like steel cut. Steel cut's yeah. where it's at. Oh, overnight oats. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yes. I, I don't oh, no, do the oatmeal that often because I just yep. think you got to have something heavier because you you basically eat breakfast. You don't eat again until like nine o'clock at night. So I didn't think it was. I think you had to have something. You just had needed a little more substance than oatmeal, if you ask me. As also, a fat man, whenever I go to CES, I uh, try to arrange my I try to arrange my uh, appointments so that a lot of them occur around the Venetian because they have that little food court there. And I spent way too much money on that crappy pizza there, sitting there at a the table eating crappy pizza <laughs> in the Venetian, specifically arranged so I could do so. Perfect. Uh, and Z530 is asking, hopefully we get a CES blooper reel vid. I will say uh, Willis is working on it right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's going to yeah. be good. So, yeah, we, we, we got some good stuff this year. Uh, hopefully out by the end of this week. I, I can't guarantee, but yeah, I it, it, it should be pretty good. And I, I and Willis is a great editor, especially for humor. Mm-hmm. humor so I, I think it, it should turn out good. So. You know, I have the opposite of the hype because there wasn't the hype that you would hope there would be. That last previous question. 3D About... laptops. 3D laptops. Oh. They actually, so we're, so we're talking about glassless 3D laptops. There were two examples worth talking about there. One was from Acer, which was aimed more at gamers. And then the one was from Asus that was aimed more for professional workstation class. They essentially use the same technology for the glassless 3D part, although Acer was based on IPS and uh, Asus was based on OLED. Of course, by the way, uh, Asus claims OLED is far better than IPS because of less crosstalk. But I saw both of them, and they really are amazing, glasses 3D, because I've seen a lot of glasses 3D over the years, and it's getting to the point where you're like, okay, this is... This is this is close. This is really really close. Where you would like to have it. So. Wait, hold up. I must have missed this in all the CS news. They brought back the whole three D bad yeah. thing. No, it looks awesome. That is, the <gasps> Asus one especially looks awesome to me. Yeah, the Asus one. <clears throat> the, the coolest thing that I had seen, which I haven't seen before on like, you know, TVs or three DSs or anything, uh, was that you had the ability to adjust whether it goes into the screen like a diorama or come out from the screen mm, so you could like cool. dynamically be like hey you know what do you do you prefer it to be going in or do you prefer it to come oh, out the diorama so, thing sounds super cool okay yeah my interest yeah. Is well the diorama one is more like a like traditional and more like um like a 3ds kind of you know like like depth kind of in into the display where yeah this uh you, you could kind of go both ways so but very high cool. res right to me the improvement is the high res because it looked because you know, 3D in the past is always even you know even in the high end ones always look like a like a bad lenticular you know shifting lens thing, and it's gotten to the point where we're like, wow, this looks really good. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't do a video because it just does not it just does not show well on video. But it's one of those I, things you just have to try it out. It's, you got to try it out, and both of them are people, really but, nice. Yeah. The very first time I ever met Adam was at the Bellagio at CES, and we were trying out. 
VR porn, and we never cut a video on that because it's something you just got to see to experience. Uh, actually, we do have a video. We we oh, do we? we we have a video. It was cut, <laughs> <laughs> but we did not release it. Uh, oh. I still well, get the wildest pitches in my inbox from that ten years ago or whatever it was. So we actually were able to stop by the other um, convention that was going on at that time, uh, and they one of the vendors had a. $30,000 3D screen hooked up to a desktop with discrete. <laughs> it was like the Acer and Asus uh, 3D panels kicked the crap out of this thing. It was a oh, $30,000 yeah. you know, monitor that did 3D. So. Yeah, they, they were so up, upset because they were like, oh, yeah, we, we want to show off this glasses, you know, free th 3D thing. But, you know, this monitor is, you know, professional grade $30,000. I was like, oh, $30,000. <laughs> this thing looks real. B it was like 3DS kind of quality. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, it yeah. The, the Asus and Acer things are like they are kind of like it feels like the first time you step. And again, I'm that's why I, I disagree with Elena's take on VR. It feels like the first time you do VR, like now, okay, this is real. Like the first time you did a Vive demo for HTC, whatever, six years ago, it's real. It's gonna take a it's gonna take a while to get there. But the 3D laptops that I've seen at CES this year, are like, oh damn, this is really good, really good stuff. Glassless 3D, so. Sorry. Anyway, take it off the uh, oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal time. I wish I had some oatmeal. Uh, let's let's get out of here, Gordon. And oh. try to run down some oatmeal. I'm not going to run. Actually, my knee hurts. So, where is my notes? Sorry, got to find it. Ah, okay. I can't even find them. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, sub subscribe. Oh boy, it is like getting late. <laughs> subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of those. Please leave your review every time you do. Adam and everybody else, order some oatmeal. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Red Chuggas. I'll take that. Don't break into houses. <laughs> you know, did you ask? Did you do any kind of verification? Like, oh, how's your sister, <clears throat> Ashley? Oh, yeah, she's fine. You don't have a sister named oh, Ashley. My no, my neighbor texted me. He tried calling me in the middle of the thing. He's like, go over there. They just spoofed your phone, Brad. They just your phone. <laughs> Eleni E. Brad has the most amazing life stories. <laughs> and Adam Patrick Murray will be calling the police on Brad as soon as we end this call. <laughs> and then uh, promptly canceling him and Elena. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, we will be back next week with uh, some more fun times. Uh, keep keep watching our channel. We got, we got some good interviews and hopefully blooper reel coming. So check it later. Bye.